Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 225, recorded live on Saturday, October 8th, 2011. And here are your hosts, the man who is Dave Pillay. Dave Pillay. Hi. And the man who pulled the biggest Pillay so far, Andy Lowe. Hi. Uh, wait, what? I used you as a verb, as um, a disassociation of current events and dates. Oh, that you pillayed? Yes, I pulled a pillay. I, I've become a verb? Yes. Okay. What disassociation of events and dates did you have, Andy? Well, I'm glad you asked that, Dave. As if I didn't know. Well, yeah, you knew. And uh, when we get to the end of the story, uh, became quite a lucky bastard off of this one. Woohoo! Procrastination paid off. God, sometimes you play with fire and you don't get burned, and I don't know how. Because I'm... Oh, are you kidding? Are you telling me that the the hotel would have been completely booked now anyways? No. I would have been just fine. Probably. But still. So, um, as many people on this podcast know, I run for fun. And your life. Um, but too. mostly for fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the line from Back to the Future Part 3. Where's what? the old... When uh, Emmett Brown is in the bar, he's trying to tell everybody in the bar about the future. Mm -hmm. And one of the guys, he's telling him about, like, wait, people run for fun? (laughs) And so, yeah, I'm trying to remember that line. But I think that's the the whole line is people run for fun. But um, so I run. And one of the races um, I've been doing, well, I started last year. So this will be my second time running it, uh, is the Detroit Half Marathon. There's a full marathon as well. But um, it's quite a unique race because you are crossing international borders during the race. Right, I remember that. You start in Detroit, you run across the Detroit-Windsor, well, the Ambassador Bridge, into Windsor, Ontario, Canada. Then you run around Canada for a few miles, and then you take the Detroit-Windsor Tunnel underwater back to Detroit, and then you finish up the race there. So not only do you have two international crossings, but you also have a mile underwater in one of the tunnels. Okay. It's also quite unique. Um, It's quite warm and smelly in there. Right, and it was supposed to be this weekend. Um, no, Ish. it's 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 supposed Andy to be. Thought it was this weekend. Yeah, I don't know why I thought it was supposed to be this weekend, but somehow in my brain I associated okay, Detroit half marathon October 9th. and so I would have to be over there today to pick up my race packet because you're crossing international borders, and so they have to verify that you're a U.S. citizen, this, that, and the other thing. Yep. So I would have had to be in Detroit right now picking up my race packet. Well, it turns out I found out. On yesterday, the day, Thursday? Yep. That I was wrong. Mind you, I signed up for this race back in January or February. I got the hotel at some point earlier. Much earlier. Yes. Um, those also had the correct dates of October 15th and 16th. Mm-hmm. Um, Catherine Beyer, who is currently this weekend, or by the time this airs, have ran the Army 10-miler, asked me if I wanted to run that. I said no, because I'm having issues with... I don't want to run 10 miles the week before running... 12 miles. 13 miles. Close enough. So I know there was a conflict there. So yep. just something in my head. I'd put it a week earlier, and so I had taken off work on Friday, this, that, and the other thing, and... <laughs> oh, Andy. Yeah. Oh, no, no. It's one of those things where I just looked online, I got an email from them saying, hey, your bib numbers are going to come out next week. And I'm like, like, wait, oh, what? Yeah. I'm saying they're going to get, well, the race is this weekend, so if the bib numbers are coming out next, wait, what? When's this race again? So I went to the main page, and they're no joke. They list the date and a countdown to the date on the top of the Detroit Marathon webpage. Why is the countdown say nine days? Yeah. So 
so Andy pulled a Palais. I don't think we can call it a Palais, because the other Palais don't do it nearly as much as I do, or as often as I do. Okay, so should I just call it pulling a Dave Palais? Yeah. Just shorten it to pulling a Dave? Pull a Dave? Pull a Thanda? I don't know. Pull a Thanda sounds a little weird. Sounds like I pulled a muscle of some kind. I expect you to do that next week. (laughs) I pulled a Thanda in my gluteus uh, supercilian or... Super suplex? No. No. Okay, you know what? Just stop. No. Zyphoid process? Yeah. Zoidberg? My brown. So, yeah, moral of the story, procrastination pays off because I hadn't booked a hotel for Moe's wedding yet. Yes. This is the second part of the story. Um, Next weekend, I'm going to be in Cleveland. And a race in Detroit. Yeah. So, this is my plan now. On Friday... I'm going to have to take work off again. But I was already was taking work off for Moe's wedding. Right. So it's a plus there. Um, I have to drive into Detroit to pick up my race packet on Friday, then drive down to Cleveland Friday, whenever, get there. Yep. There's Moe's wedding on Saturday. Saturday night. Saturday night, I'm going to have to drive back from Cleveland to Which Detroit. It's not going to be fun because the reception starts at like 7. Yeah. And it's a four-hour drive to Detroit? Three-hour drive to Detroit. So even if you left before the reception, you're not getting in until 10 o'clock. Yep. Yep. And the race uh, is at 7 a.m. on Sunday morning. Yeah. You are going to be exhausted. I am going to be running on adrenaline and maybe some caffeine. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how well that's going to work. I know caffeine you can use on short runs, but not like... You know what? I hate to say it because I hate... A, I hate their commercials, and B, I think it tastes like crap, but the five-hour energy stuff... Oh, God, we tried – well, Kate wanted to try one of those at some point, and she opened it up, and it's like – it was either like Pepto-Bismo pink or some type yeah. of really bright orange color or yeah. something like that. Yeah, they're they're nasty as hell, but they actually do work pretty well. Just get like a chaser of something. <laughs> Maybe if you bite a lime afterwards, it won't be so bad. Mmm, acid. Yep. So, yeah, so um, we had originally booked the hotel in Cleveland – for Friday night and Saturday, and Saturday night. night, but since we're not going to be there on Saturday night, Dave, yeah. who is only going to be there for Saturday night, yes, I get Andy's hotel room. You trash this hotel room. Granted, <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that. I was going to say trash this hotel room. I know where you live, but I actually don't you actually know where don't you anymore. No, I don't know what your new address is. I uh, could call your mother and find out. I could call her first and tell her to lie. Really? She's going to want to know why? And then you're going to have to explain to her why you're not telling me where your address is because you trashed a hotel room? I will just say it's a practical joke on Andy. <laughs> I will submit cold hard facts to your mother and father. And I will point out that documents can be altered. <laughs> And I will go to them and go, really? That's what he told you? Really? <laughs> Who are you going to believe? <laughs> really? You may, I drove all the way over here to show I you know, this. Andy, who, who do you think a Jewish mother would believe? I, d- I don't know. Mm. I'm not being Jewish, so I don't know. But oh, God, I'm gonna... not going to trash the room. <laughs> the prostitutes will. Dave, you're in a relationship. I know. <laughs> Unless I'm not ordering sort... hookers. Don't worry. <laughs> Just a lot of blow. No, that'll be left over from you and Kate, because we all know that you're addicted to Coke. Oh, going old school. As I sit here and drink a Mountain Dew. I I still think that was the funniest time on this show. (laughs) What are you addicted to, Coke? Coke. (laughs) Not even blinking an eye, taking a breath. Without missing a beat. Without any, just what are you addicted to, Coke? Granted, I can't actually think of the last time I drank Coke. Last time I had a Coke. had Mountain Dew. I've had... I haven't had a lot of Coke lately either. Ah, Logan's Roadhouse. 
I do believe. What? One of the uh, the Texas-style roadhouses, places where you can eat the peanuts, throw the shells on the floor. Okay, that's the last time you had a Coke? Yes, because they were a Coke establishment, and so... Ah, I haven't even paid attention out here. Basically, if, if I can order soda, I'm getting like a root beer or a cream soda or something. Oh, no, I had a Coke last night. What am I saying? I went to McDonald's. Ah, they have root beer. Yeah, but it's not good root beer. It's Barks. I'm in Wisconsin. <sighs> you can get Barks if you want. <laughs> I'm going to Sprecher's. That's fine with me. I could get Sprecher's if I wanted to, but then I'd have to shop at Menards. It's a little weird thinking, hey, this Home Depot-esque store has Sprecher's root beer and cream soda. Really weird. Yep. So the moral of the story, everybody, is check your dates. Always. Always. (laughs) The classic stain, measure twice, cut once. It's very applicable. And the other moral of the story is that procrastination can pay off. One in a million, Dave. One in a million. Well, Andy, if you procrastinate a million times, then that one time will pay off. <laughs> but then you have 999,999 times where something bad is going to happen. No, it just might not pay off. True. It doesn't mean that it will pay off negatively. It just means it'll sit there. It I'm on. not actually advocating procrastination. <laughs> it's really bad. Don't get into the habit. Don't do it. I'm working so hard to break myself of that habit. <laughs> The really, the best part is I was sitting down to open up the window to go to the hotel and find their number so I could call. When this whole thing broke and Andy told me about this, I was picking up my phone to call the hotel. All right, shall we? Oh, wow. I'm going to post this on the topics. Wait, what are you looking at? I would just opened up uh, a topic that had to deal with procrastination. And while you were speaking, a sidebar where it lists other topics, um, one really caught my attention. And so I am now posting it. I, wait, you yelled at me last time for looking at stuff during recording. I opened up, like I said, I opened up a topic that I was going to go to that had to deal with procrastination. Uh-huh. All right. What topic had to do with procrastination? Let's start there and then we can go on. Okay. Android ice cream sandwich launch postponed. Oh, that's not procrastination. It's postponement. Yes. Do you know why? No, I didn't get to that part of the article yet. Andy! (laughs) Why is another topic on our list? You're talking about a cell phone and technology company postponing a major event. Gee, I wonder what could cause that. Uh, True. So for those of you living under, I don't think a rock even counts in this one. You have to be living in like some subterranean prehistoric cavern filled with like pterodactyls and... Or some place that does not have any sort of cell phone coverage. Or internet, or TV, or radio. So... It was on NPR. Yeah. Um, A lot. (laughs) Maybe the middle of Montana? Nope, I'm sure they've found out by now. True. Laura's saying her dad knew. Whoa. And this is a guy who was hospitalized within the last week. In fact, I think he was in the hospital. Well, that's the problem. When you're in the hospital, there's not much to do other than lie there and stare at the TV. Mm. Granted, I got to play Super Mario World, but... That was still is staring at a TV, just interactively. Yeah, just a very different. Yeah, uh, Steve Jobs, C. Well, former CEO, former chairman. Was he ever chairman? Yeah, that's okay. what he got moved. To. He he went from CEO to chairman of the board okay. recently in August. Yeah, so chairman of Apple, former CEO, co-founder, passed away due to complications with pancreatic cancer. Yes, pancreatic, 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 pancreatic. Yeah. Um. He died at the age of 56, and what was the effect on Apple stock on Friday? Did you see? It was trading down because they announced the, – the word got out after the stock market had already closed. And so yeah, overnight they, they trading – the news until after. That's what a bunch of conspiracy theorists were saying. Oh, and he died in the morning. They held the news. Yeah. Um, let's see. Closed on Friday down 2%. 
Yeah. It'll pop. It'll yeah. It'll pop back up. Everybody else is saying just it's going to go down. Just wait a bit. Right. Just hold on. Let it'll get... it'll pop back up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he. I mean, I I think the guy was a bit of an ass just from reading about his history and some of the stuff he did. But he was pretty damn smart. Yeah. I mean, he was brilliant and he was visionary. He knew how to handle business really well. He knew how to design. Yep. For, he knew what people wanted. Yep. Or at least what people thought they wanted. Yeah. And he wouldn't settle for anything less than his view of perfection. Yeah. Uh, I'm somewhat amused by people leaving like flowers at Apple stores. Did you hear about this? Well, people were leaving flowers everywhere, every single Apple store, sticky notes on windows. Yep. There's some places in China where I don't know why people were doing this, but people were leaving iPads with that candle icon on them. <laughs> really? You're going to leave? If you're going to leave an iPad, I'll take it. Leave it on the XKCD site at least. <laughs> I think that was the best memorial ever. Oh, the spinning pinwheel? Yeah. Or other people? <laughs> Granted, well, we always called it in um, the editing labs the uh, spinning pinwheel of death. Yeah, because it generally meant that your computer was locking up. Yeah. I'm sorry, that your Apple was locking up. Well, an Apple is a computer. I know. It's not a I'm PC. I'm being a snob. I'm being a snob. It is a PC. It is a personal computer. True. Don't let anyone tell you differently. It's just when people talk about PCs, they mean a Windows machine. But yeah. it, it will be interesting to see what happens now. I mean, I said that back in August when he stepped down from the CEO position. But it'll be interesting. So, you know, our, our respects go out. It's The question now becomes, what's going to happen next? Because this news of Steve Jobs passing was very quickly following, let's see, the, the iPhone announcement was on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. He passed away on Thursday. Thursday. So we probably could talk about that iPhone announcement. Yeah. Or everyone who's like, oh, the iPhone 5, ah ha ha, ah ha ha. Ah ha. You're wrong. And you were one of the ones saying like, oh, iPhone 5. I was saying, well, everybody else was saying iPhone 5, but then I also said, oh, wait, there's going to be an iPhone 4S. Yeah. It's not what I thought it was going to be, but I at least got closer. It's not what anyone thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. So uh, every- I saw someone write that the 4S is an evolution, not a revolution. Yeah. So everyone was hoping the iPhone 5 would come out, it would be the next big thing, it would be huge, not physically, but it, that it would be such a change. And no. It's yeah. really just a souped-up iPhone 4. Yeah, it's an iPhone 4 with a dual-core processor instead of the uh, yeah. A4 chip. So they took the chip from the iPad and they put it in the iPhone. Okay. That's, that's not a surprise. Ooh. <laughs> What else did they do, Andy? Did they make it bigger? No, they didn't. It's the same size and design. Okay. Oh, what about all those leaks of, like, new cases, though? Were those all fake, then? I, people are still trying to figure out what the heck those are. Okay. Especially since people are like, well, the iPhone was originally a summer launch, so maybe they put out the iPhone 4S, and then they're going to put out the iPhone 5 and get the iPhone back on a summer launch cycle, rather than September with the iPhone 4. Uh-huh. So I think people are grasping at straws. Yeah. Um, it's got a new antenna system set up, so maybe that will... No help. more grip of death! Well, supposedly. These haven't come out yet, so people aren't able to um, test them test yet. Them. But yeah. It's got a new battery, so it's able to uh, accommodate eight hours of talking over 3G, six hours of web browsing over 3G, nine hours of browsing over Wi-Fi, ten hours of video viewing, and 40 hours of music listening. Wow. My guess is that 40 hours of music listening does not include having, having it connected on. to um, 3G also. Yeah, that's like turning off, putting it in airplane mode and listening. Yeah, which then all you have is just a really fancy iPod touch. Yes. Um, it could wirelessly sync the music. Oh, yeah, their iPod, iCloud, whatever. Yeah. 
it's a global phone now. Remember I said that was one of the things. It's going to be a worldwide phone. So it's actually It's able- CDMA GSM. Yeah, uh, yeah, which both means it's now available on Verizon and Sprint. Woo! And Sprint has announced that the their unlimited data plan will still work for the iPhone. That's going to draw a lot of people. Mm-hmm. The idea of having unlimited data on an iPhone, which is a device entirely geared towards data consumption. Especially with uh, Siri. Is that what, yeah. how you pronounce it? Yeah, Siri. So here's the really funny thing about Siri. Siri, for those who don't know, was the other thing Apple put out at this conference. They put out the iPhone 4S and they put out Siri. And they put out a new iPod Nano. No one cares about it. Well, y- you, can, it, you don't need the Nike Plus foot thing anymore. It's got yeah. a built-in pedometer. and No one cares about the iPod yeah. Nano, Andy. That's a new iPad. Okay, moving on. So Siri is this voice recognition software that kind of integrates with some of the other systems in the iPod. And or iPhone, whatever it is, iDevice. And it I mean it's pretty cool. It'll do things like schedule appointments for you, you can have it check the weather, you can use it to find things near you just by speaking to it. Apple was on stage, it was Tim Cook on stage going like, Oh, it's Siri, it's this amazing new thing, it's wonderful, it's fantastic. My brother showed me Siri, I kid you not, at least at least three years ago on his iPhone 3G. What? It been is a... not a new program. Siri has been around for a long time. Ah, uh, okay. It was originally an application that was acquired by Apple on April 28, 2010. Yeah, so Apple bought it a year ago. Yeah, it... The company was founded back in 2007. Which really sucks that Apple bought it, because I was really hoping that they'd come out with an Android version. Yes. It's a pretty sweet little program, but it's not magic. No, and it's going to eat up your data connection like nobody's business. Yep. Because the voice recognition is done remotely. Oh, so is the stuff on your phone. Yeah, I know, which... That's why I don't do it, but still, it's thinking, oh, yeah, my phone can do this. No, 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 your, your phone your just phone sends... just has a microphone and a transmitter. Yeah, it's not something your phone can do. It's something that somebody else can do. Yep, but, they... I mean, still, it is a very well-put-together little device, and, yeah. it, and the program is amazing, And but it amuses me that Apple's going on and on about how exciting and new this is, and it's been out for years. Well, it's um, not security through obscurity, but just it's obscurity. new. Yeah, obscurity through obscurity. And my favorite part is this will only be available on the 4GS. Really? So you're going to, what, remove it from my brother's phone? It's Apple. They probably could do that. Like, this program has been around. People, you can't just seal it off. I, I don't know. They have so, a new camera in the phone, too. Ooh. Well, that can do 1080p video. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Recording at 720 is good for 99% of what people do. Yeah. Recording in 1080p, your file size is going to be huge. Well, that's why they have a 64 gigabyte version. <laughs> Depends on what compression they're using for it. But yeah, you could probably eat that up really quickly. Yeah, I, I think it's ridiculous anyways. I think that it, it's you don't need that kind of camera on a phone. So yeah, so charting these topics back, Siri to the uh, 4GS to Steve Jobs to our original topic about procrastination, Google and Samsung have said that they are going to postpone their October 11th event uh, where they were going to reveal Ice Cream Sandwich uh, to some time in the future. Stupid Valve time. Well, Google is still standing by their statement about Ice Cream Sandwich being released sometime in October or November. So the question now becomes – actually, my uh, sister actually sent me this email Yeah. uh, last week on Monday going, hey, I need a new phone. What should I do? 
wait. That's what I told her. I'm like, can you wait a week? Because Apple's thing is tomorrow. Samsung's thing is next week. Nobody knows yep. exactly what's going to come out. My mom wants to buy a phone. And I told her, I'm like, look, you can. You're more than welcome to. And she wanted to go onto eBay and buy like a refurbished um, something, probably Galaxy. And I'm saying, like, you, you absolutely can, but really just wait. You don't need it right now. There's nothing pressing, like, oh, my God, I have to have this. You have a perfectly serviceable phone. Just give it a little bit and find out what's coming up. Because all the prices are going to drop real well, soon. Well, right. Well, even with the 4GS, the prices drop. The iPhone 3GS is free with a two-year contract. Right. iPhone 4 is now only 99 bucks, the 8-gigabyte version. So just wait. With a two-year contract. The question, though, becomes, okay, keep waiting and waiting and waiting, but sooner or later, you're going to have to buy something. Yeah. So, and then yeah, two weeks later, it'll be obsolete. Yeah, that stupid commercial 4D TV. Sorry. The little stupid girl running around in a circle. You brought the, you bought the wrong TV, silly. Okay. What was that from? It was a, I think it was a Best Buy ad, which also was kind of stupid. Yeah. But is it worth the upgrade from an iPhone 4 to an iPhone 4S? I don't know. I... If you have an incredible amount of disposable income, sure. But here's the really funny thing to me. Uh, no one with an iPhone 4 qualifies yet for a reduced rate for the 4S. <laughs> that the two of them have come out so close to each other that there hasn't been time for the contracts to expire for anyone who bought the iPhone 4 when it came out. But the question becomes... Unless, of course, you switch to Sprint. Yes. But I'm also thinking just um, if you're going to jump in to the field from, say, Kate's got a, the classic Motorola Razor-ish type phone, would you want to go to an iPhone 3G, an iPhone 4, or an iPhone 4S? Go with the 4S. If you can afford it, go with the high end. There's really no reason not to besides the price. But that's 200 bucks. Okay, it's 100 bucks more for the iPhone 4S, 16 gigabyte rather than the iPhone 4. Are people really going to use up that extra 8 gigabytes of space? You and I might maybe use it up. Andy, do you know how much music I have? Do you know how much music I have? Right, you have more than I do. Yes. Okay. I have many, many gigabytes of music. As do I. And Kate doesn't? She has less. How much less? I'm not sure. I'm in the other room. I can't check. I'm looking here at my iTunes, which is not all of my music, and it is 56 gigabytes. Okay, so the question then becomes, do you really need to carry 56 gigabytes of music with you at all times? No. (laughs) But that's not including movies. Okay, so movie cut down to size, H.264, compression, about a gig and a half, maybe two gigs, maybe three. Okay. Per... Now, what about a TV series? Oh, well, I can tell you right now that I've got all of um, TNG for... an episode of The West Wing right here in front of me. Yeah. 250 megabytes. Yeah, TV shows. Well, 256 megabytes for... It's and, well, like a half-hour-long show. West Wing? No, no, I'm just saying it's file yeah. size-wise. No, well, me, it's because I, I got it compressed down so I could put it on my iPod. Ah. Yay, handbrake. Wait, you have an iPod? Andy, I have two. I thought you had a Zune. I do. When did I you... I also have an iPod Nano... 3G and 2G, and the 2G one doesn't work anymore. 2G is the one that's got the rounded sides. Yeah, well, maybe it was 1G then. 1G is the one that's got the, the um, it looks like you can pop out the center. No, you can pop it open. Yeah, I, I had the 1G and the 3G, which is the squat one. Yeah. Yeah, and a Zoom, okay. and a G2, and a G tablet. I had a G1. So many confusing letters and numbers. I know, and they all mean different things. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the G in the G tablet is supposed to stand for. I, I don't know. Is it, who's, who's it by? View. Sonic. 
people, then I have no idea. Yeah, like, it, I don't know what their G stands for. Maybe it's because, like, the Galaxy Tab and the T-Mobile G2 and the G1 and, like, ah, ha, ha, Google, Android. Oh, maybe it's for Google. I, I don't know. It's Maybe the G is for Google. It's so confusing, especially my, I think my ViewSonic monitor, the one that Kate's got, it's like the ViewSonic 22100HW or something like that. I, why, why did they, I don't know why they got with that. I don't know. Oh, I also have a book here that's a half a gig. That's a big book. Audio book. Oh, okay. Not as big. <laughs> Let's say text file. <laughs> that's a, yeah, I have a 500 megabyte text file. <laughs> Well, oh, I think it's on here, but my uh, log of the IRC chat oh, God. that I've kept for years, yeah. um, it kind of kills Notepad when I try to open it. I know it kills Microsoft Word if I try to open it in there. Yeah, WordPad. You want to use WordPad. And even then, it would probably like take a 10 minutes to crunch it out. Yeah. You could try splitting the file. I could, but then I... I don't know. Andy, it's called yep. archiving. You might want to look into it. Like, take the, the log file that you've got right now and add a date to it so it just starts a new log file. Suppose. You might want to look into that. Okay. So, where should we go from here? I, have, I haven't even been looking at the topics. What's the start menu? Um, it's a oh, long article. Eight? by some of the people at Microsoft saying why the start menu is basically disappearing in Windows 8. Because it's unnecessary? Yeah, that's what people are... People, they, there's lots of charts and percentages and everything. It's a long article. Comments are even longer. Um, but, yeah, people are not using the start menu anymore. Right. They have this metro thing. Yeah, and this is their reasoning of why they went from the start menu. They, basically, they talk of the history of the start menu all the way back in 1992, all the way up to... Windows 7 and such. Wait, 92 was the start menu? The design of the start menu began... <laughs> yeah, the design of the start menu began in 1992 for its debut in Windows 95. Ah, okay. So when the idea first came into somebody's head, hey, start menu, pal. Yeah, well, you know, hey, I need a way to get to all my stuff because now Windows is throwing it in places where I don't know where it goes. Yeah. So yeah, start menu, start bar, and now it's this whole metro... Yeah, and in fact, I got to tell you, the start menu is really, really influential. Because that's, I mean, that became the kind of go-to for every system. Yeah. Any GUI system something. has some button that starts. You know, for Apple, it's the little Apple icon in the upper left. Oh, maybe that was before. I don't know. Was that in the early versions of Macintosh before Windows 95 came out? I'm not sure because I never actually played on any Macintoshes other I than, you know, they... could be wrong. They could have stolen the start menu. <laughs> Well, there was enough stealing going around between everybody in the yeah. early years. No kidding. You stole it from Macintosh. Well, Macintosh stole a bunch of stuff from, from Xerox. Xerox. <laughs> Bill Gates, you stole Windows out of Mac. Yeah, well, screw you. I did oh, it better. The um, Pirates of Silicon Valley. You should watch that again. It was a good movie. Yeah, it was one of the best made-for-TV movies I think I've ever seen. Is that on Netflix? I don't know. You can search. I don't have Netflix. You don't have Netflix? No. Oh. We already discussed this last week when we talked about the Blockbuster Pass. Oh. How do you not have Netflix? I had Netflix once. DVD only. Yeah. Well, it was the start of streaming on demand. So I tried watching one thing, and then it was like, eh, whatever. So um, speaking also of Microsoft, the Zune may or may not be dead. May or, Wait, what? Are we like in Schrodinger's Zune? Well, um, Did someone put it in a box with a radioactive isotope and a <laughs> can of poison? I mean, how does this work? Okay, before the iPhone event on Tuesday, Microsoft announced on a support forum that it would no longer produce the standalone Zune player. Then later, according to the official Zune support Twitter feed, Microsoft is still supporting the Zune HD hardware. No official info has been released stating hardware is being discontinued. Well, maybe they're not supporting the non-HD. Zunes. 
it's like we're still supporting Zune HD, but the the original Zunes, those little bricks, those are gone. We're sorry, they're done. But still, the, the Zune HD is the only Zune that's out there right now. Well, I still have my Zune. Yes, but I'm saying it's the only Zune that Microsoft is producing is the Zune oh, HD. Yeah. Well. So Microsoft may or may not be supporting the Zune. Yeah, which I'd say at this point they should just stop. <laughs> it's not worth it. No, go back to software. You got the Windows Phone. Yep. Pull, pull an Apple and just throw your media player into your phone. Call it good because yep. when you think of an MP3 player, MP3 player and iPod are now synonymous. Unfortunately so. Well, it was a... It, it's was the killer device. Yep. It was basically the Kleenex was, version of tissue. It was the Xerox. Yes, it was the Xerox machine. Granted, everybody now is using Ryko, but... Yep, but you still make a Xerox of something. Yeah. Or you go Xerox it off. You go Xerox it off on your Ryko. Actually, copier. I've, all the ones I've seen are Konica Minolta. Really? Yeah. All the ones we had with the Census Bureau were all Ryko's. The stuff at work here is well, all Ryko's. The Census stuff is a government contract, so... Yeah. But the schools that I've been in have all been Konica. Huh. I don't know what we have at work. I haven't really looked. You I think it's not, absent, actually. But You have not photocopied your face yet? No, I, I have not photocopied my face. Good I call. have gone in and looked at the archives of what it has copied because it keeps a record. <laughs> I love that. People don't realize that, especially people who, you know, um, when they go throw out their copy machine. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that, I swear there's been news articles multiple times of going, hey, we went to some sort of electronic... Dumpster. Yeah. We found all this stuff here that's got information still on it. Yeah. You don't think about copy machines having information, but they hold a fair amount. Yeah. We have two different ones. We have an older one and a newer one at work, and the older one can hold about 30 pages in its memory before the memory gets full. The newer one, I don't even know because I haven't gotten that close. (laughs) But I had to fax somebody, I think, like 45 pages one time. Oh, wow. And I told them, like, are you sure you don't want me to email this? Because it will be a lot faster. They're like, nope, nope, we don't have that. You're going to have to fax it to us. Ouch. Oh. That's a lot of facts. That is a lot of facts. So what else do we got? Oh, um, another uh, notable passing. Arthur C. Nielsen, Jr. Okay. As in Nielsen ratings. Oh, that Nielsen. Yeah. Sad. Yep, passed away at 1992. Wait, sorry. He passed away at 92. Okay. Yeah, he's been... Why are you bringing up a dead guy (laughs) for like 19 years? (laughs) I don't know. It was... uh... Yesterday? No, sorry, two days ago. Passed away at the age of 92. Yes. He took his father's business, which was uh, measuring basically uh, goods Mm -hmm. and consumer um, food products. Television. Yeah. And became one of the most influential people in the world as far as TV. Which is quite influential as it is. If it wasn't for Nielsen, most likely Firefox would not have been killed as quickly as it was. Granted, the Playboy Club's already killed after three episodes. Good. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, Drive was killed because of its ratings. It's this, that, and the other thing. Everything is based off of the Nielsen ratings with television. Yeah, oh, absolutely. As we've discussed on the show before, it's stupid that it's based that way because their size, their sample pool is so small. I think it's like 0.002% of all possible TV watching <laughs> yeah, audiences. It's, you know, Andy, once you get a couple thousand people, you can estimate past a couple million. And I know. do it accurately. It's really amazing, but it works. Yeah, that's, believe me, we were working with the census office near the end where they're like, okay, we need to get this, 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 and this house household and then we've got enough of a statistical base yep. to kind of estimate the rest of the stuff you're like oh okay yep so we get all these things that are non-response back and they're like oh we only need this chunk all right i'll trust the stat people to do what Good. they do what do they do they lie <laughs> that's what stat people do they lie no, not all of them are bad so xbox tv yes speaking of television you can watch tv on your xbox which is playing on your tv well, I gotta say, you make it sound really bad, but if you don't have TV, 
you have to be already a subscriber of things like HBO and Bravo and Sci-Fi and ESPN in order to watch them on okay, your Xbox. Okay, then you're looking at idiocy. <laughs> well, no, 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 maybe not. For instance, my TV connection is in the other room. Oh, but my Xbox is with that. Never mind. Because, like, my computer screens are... Oh, but my Xbox is hooked up to my TV. Yeah, so you can... there. Okay, so you could use it for the on-demand episodes, but still, you have to be a subscriber to these channels yeah. in order to watch them on your Xbox. Uh, okay. I, yeah, I don't know where this one's going. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, Although there is integration with things like YouTube and... Yes, there it, it is beyond, but the, when they talk talked about like xbox tv you're like oh awesome yeah that's stupid I'm... but you have to have basically a cable subscription in order to watch it and by that point it's like okay why don't i just watch it on the tv and forego the xbox the the delegate from wisconsin kindly asks the chair to withdraw his comment <laughs> uh, okay so yes there is an expansion of online stuff as well but it's uh, yeah. Oops. Yeah. Speaking of the Xbox, though, yeah. Microsoft filed a patent. Sorry, that's the wrong Xbox link I opened up. Um, they filed a patent for the Kinect to estimate how old you are by your size. Mm. And so, therefore, we'll have automatic parental controls uh, based uh, on... Who's in front of the TV. Yeah. Okay. So it, the Kinect um, patent application shows all the points of contention, like head height, Head width, shoulder width, arm length, body height, all the different points of reference, this, that, and the other thing. And then it accesses data relating to metrics to different age groups and then determines the most probable age group based on the metrics in front of you. And then it will block things that the person is not allowed to see. So midgets are screwed. Yeah, this does not seem like a good idea. You, you can still, you know, um, have an administrative password to uh, switch content, but it, it's kind of hard if... You, your physical body is the problem of tr- stopping you from seeing things. Right. It's kind of hard to, you know, hack your own body other than, you know, hacking off part of your own body and replacing it with something else. Which does not work for the vertically challenged. No. It's it's a neat idea. It's a little scary, but it's still a neat idea. So what else yeah. do we got here? We have the Large Hadron Collider. Yes. Well, we don't have it. I wish we had it. it. That would be pretty cool. Well, didn't they shut down... Um, Fermi just yes, recently? The, the second largest one. Yeah. Yeah, because the LHC is starting to take its duties now, so we don't need it anymore. But the um, LHC, um, they have an app for that now. Really? Yeah. And what does said app actually do? Um, people who download the LHC, L-H-S-E-E app, uh-huh. uh, get live data from the collisions of the Large Hadron Collider and direct sent directly to their mobile phones, as well as being able to find out more about how the LHC works and play a Hunt the Higgs boson game. Interesting. So it's if you want to know what the LHC is doing right now and you have an Android phone, you can go to the Android market and download the LHC app. S-E-E. Yep. Not like the Collider, L-H-S-E-E. And you can see um you can learn about some of the science Uh, excuse me i have to go install something real quick (laughs) i just love how you can you can actually view collision events in 3d on your phone of what's going on there so that's pretty cool yeah i'm not gonna lie i like this idea i might put it on my phone just to see what's going on over yeah i'm doing it right now keep on having to remember though in the android market to select not my phone Mm. because i switched over to cyanogen and so my phone does not uh the android market does not think my phone is my phone really yeah oh because mine is on cyanogen and it works just fine my they think my phone is a t-mobile htc vision and you just downloaded something yep your phone is a t-mobile htc vision i know but it also thinks it was a um a what your phone is a t-mobile htc vision i know but the android market had it listed as a g2 which okay is what it also is if that makes any sense. No, it does not make any sense. My phone is not my phone. 
according to T-Mobile. And so therefore, some of the things that I want to try and get, they won't let me get. It's very confusing, I know. I've had to figure out what to do about it. Yep. I haven't figured it out yet. Okay. I might go back to the stock ROM, but then there's so many nice things. Well, there's a oh, handful of nice things. Crap. There's a there's a couple of nice things. There's a couple of nice things? <laughs> Well, I've got the uh, the CPU set up to do basically um, underpower itself so I can keep the battery going for longer to keep it on a 2G network. And there's a couple other things that I've got set up that I needed super user access to do. Mm-hmm. But then there's problems like my phone, you know, not being able to access the T-Mobile mobile website. Why can't it? Because it's technically not an authorized device. Really? Yep. That's interesting because, like, I still use the T-Mobile My Account, and it works fine. All right, let me try and download the – I got the bonus apps menu on there. Like, the, I can't download the T-Mobile TV app. I didn't know there was a T-Mobile TV app. I probably wouldn't download it even if I could. Well, you could get TV on your phone. Okay. Right, let me try downloading the My Account Netflix app. that I can get on my phone. Yes, but I don't have Netflix. We've already gone over this. Okay, how come you did – you're downloading that, but you're not downloading the LHC. Stupid phone. Yeah, anyways <laughs> – Back to topics. Yes. Uh, Eastern Michigan University has a student that <laughs> we met Z- on this show, <laughs> Zach Weigel. Yes. On the cover of Eastern Magazine. Yes. Little boys growing up. I know. What the hell have we been doing with our lives? Um, I'm working at a software company that makes software for hospitals. <laughs> but I love that. Is the um. I was in New York City working with Red Bull Gaming the weekend before the start of the summer semester. I consulted Red Bull on some of its gaming initiatives. The project involved a video game tournament that was streamed online. We wrapped things up at 1 a.m. Sunday night. My art history class began Monday morning at 9 Mm a.m. I know what class he's talking about because my freshman roommate took that class because he thought it was going to be easy. Yeah. Zach is screwed. Really? Which class? The art appreciation one? Yeah, art history appreciation. Ouch. Yeah, that's not going to be an easy one. No. That's why I took the film appreciation class, and still that one was hard. Didn't help that it was taught by the guy who runs the Michigan Theater in Ann Arbor. So we had to watch all the artsy films. Granted, a couple of them I liked, but there's only so many times you can watch 2001. Oh, bullshit. You can watch it tons of times. We had to watch it in super anamorphic widescreen version. Ah, well, maybe not. So we're talking, like, the film all the way up to the spoke wheels. Mm-hmm. On both sides. So it's just like, so you can get the whole th- frame. Like, I've seen this so many times. I do <laughs> What I really want to see is a video of that pie fight in Doctor Strangelove, but they there don't was have a that. Pie fight in Doctor Strangelove? That was originally supposed to be the ending of Doctor Strangelove. Was a whipped cream pie fight. Really? I did not know that. I should watch Doctor Strangelove again. That was a good movie. A Wi-Fi connection has been detected, so we cannot. Stupid T-Mobile. <laughs> oh yeah, you can't use that. <laughs> yeah, you're screwed on that one, boy. Because I have to use the data connection. Yeah, but it won't let you use Wi-Fi. <laughs> but. But that's how I use my data on my phone is through Wi-Fi. Secur- well, I mean, it's for security. You're, you're transmitting your like your your T-Mobile account and password and payment information, and they're saying, you know what? If you're doing this, you have to do it on our network. But I've got a WPA2 secured network. Doesn't matter. Stupid T-Mobile. Oh, AT&T is uh, – we talked about how they were going to start throttling people. Yes. It's happening. Uh-oh. Dun-dun-dun. Starting October 1st, the top 5% uh, will get put in basically a chokehold. Once you become the top 5% area of data users on their network, you will get put in a chokehold for the rest of the month. And it will be reset at the beginning of the next billing cycle. Yep. I just want to know how big those areas are. All they say is the top 5%. Right. Of the network area. How big is the network area? Is that like the cell tower? Is it the top 5% of every cell tower? I thought it was just the top 5% of every data user on their network network i don't know 
Because they said network area, didn't they? No, I thought it was just... Hold on, let me get the actual quote. Starting October 1st, smartphone customers with unlimited data plans may experience reduced speeds once their usage in a billing cycle reaches the level that put them among the top 5% of heaviest data users. Okay. Period. So it's all over. Yeah. Okay. So that Siri, you know, is going to just basically kill that. (laughs) Well, no. See, this is what you need to do then. All right. They're throttling the top 5%. Yeah. You need to organize it so that everyone's using an incredible amount of data. So that becomes a question. What happens if you start using it and you hit that top 5% earlier, but then everybody else just comes like steamrolling behind you? So then you don't become the top 5% anymore and you drop like down. rolling 5%? I don't know. That would suck if you like... Or did they look at it now and like, okay, the 5% is this number. Anyone who goes past that, they're throttled. Hopefully it's that. Because it would be the first person who uses any data in the month would automatically become <laughs> that top 5%. 5%. <laughs> Oh, AT&T. <laughs> I know it's not true, but we're just taking that to the most... Um, absurd. Yeah. God, what is that called? Taking it something to the exter- uh, absurd extreme. Some word for it, and I can't think of it. Do not know. What I, All I can think of is uh, reductio ad absurdum, but that's something very different. Is that a Harry Potter? No, it is not Harry Potter. <laughs> You were just waiting to say that, weren't you? you yes, I was. That I heard that in your – like as soon as I said the, the first part, it clicked in your head. And you're like, oh, God. Oh, God. Can I say it? Can I say it? Let me say it. Yes. Oh. No. It's when you prove something by assuming the opposite. Ah, okay. So the humble – got to bring this up because it's actually going to be done on Wednesday. Well, okay. Four days from uh, – four days and two hours from now. Okay. So Wednesday, the humble frozy – Frozen, frozen synapse synapse bundle where like why did they do another humble bundle this is not humble bundle four no so where did this come from i i don't know and it's only got um three games in it two of the things are donating to the eff and to child's play granted donating to child's play is nice yep and it's that time of year yep um and also if you pay more than the average of four dollars and 78 cents you get the frozen bite bundle which is evidently another bundle that they did off season yep <sighs> i'm you all about the humble yeah, I could pay five bucks and get Space Camp, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm doing it more just for the uh, for donating, supporting indie development, and I, I like the humble bundles. True. Plus, I think you also get like some of the uh, soundtracks for I think Space Camp as well. Yep. And the idea of getting well, let's see, it's what eight games for five bucks. Yeah, yep. not bad. Sure, I can do that. Even if I play them once, it's worth it. Yep. Um, let's see, we got to hit some stuff quickly that I want to bring up. Um, okay. Team Bandai, we point out that they were going to bankruptcy. Now These are they the, have the makers of uh, LA Noir. LA Noir, okay. Um, there is now a notification of the appointment of a liquidator that has been filed with the um, Australian government. So they're going bye bye. Yeah, so um, if you want to buy something <laughs> in Australia, well, I'm <laughs> staring a, at there's Kaza, a company yeah. for sale. <laughs> Kaza, Grum, Noodles, looking at you guys. Someone want to buy a game company, or at least a game company's assets? Oh, I wonder if that means the uh, IP for L.A. Noir would be for sale. Uh, I think that's still owned by Rockstar. Oh. But I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. I don't understand the intricacies of the whole developer-publisher relationships. Yep. So yeah, they're gone, gone now. And so anybody who's waiting for some more L.A. Noir DLC... Not coming. I was waiting for more. Sucks to be you. I know. So I actually, um, once I read that, turned in L.A. Noir to GameStop in order to put... <laughs> like, and done. <laughs> put that towards credit towards other games that I know are going to be around a while, like Assassin's Creed and Batman. Yep. Battlefield oh. 3 comes out soon. Yeah, but Batman and the next Assassin's Creed game. Did yeah. you play... Did I give you the other disc for Assassin's Creed? Brotherhood? Uh, Revelations? Or Brotherhood? I'm, yeah, I'm playing Brotherhood right now. Have you played the multiplayer? No. Oh, you got to play the multiplayer. I, I'm busy with other games right now. My first paycheck came in. (laughs) Did you go and spend all your paycheck on candy and gum? No. 
on quote unquote candy and gum? Maybe. <laughs> no, I spent my first paycheck to pay off my debt. Is what I did. That's also a good thing to do. Uh, I did buy Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver. <laughs> You had to catch them all, didn't you? And I, I have a Pokewalker now, and in the last four days, I've, it's gotten, I think, well over 15,000 steps. Man, you put fitness into a game, and people oh. will just work their asses off. Here we go, 28,000 steps. What you need to do is just mail that to me, and I'll take it with me on my run. <laughs> yeah, well, I so I started couch to 5K, Yeah. and you know it's like half an hour of walking and running, so I put it in my pocket, and I finished, it was like, you've done 10,000 steps, what? <laughs> okay, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Oh, pedometer is such a fickle... Yeah, it's little... a really bad pedometer. Don't yeah. count on it to... Because it, it picks up cars. <laughs> like, if you've got it in your pocket while you're driving, by the time you get to your destination, you'll be a thousand steps further. Oh. oh what else it, we... It's a cute little device. Um, there's a 3D view on Google Maps now, but you have to have the Google Earth plug-in. Okay. Uh, Don't care. Yeah. Um, Swipe got bought out for $100 million. By who? The guys who do T9. But Swipe was invented by the guy who did T9. His old company bought him again? Yeah. Nuance Com- Communications, a company that also deals in speech recognition, its Flex T9 keyboard is a direct rival to Swipe, and Nuance just purchased Swipe for a whopping $102.5 million. Now, does that mean they're going to, like, kill it, or that's what they're going to use, or what? Uh, Nuance has already paid $77.5 million to Swipe shareholders and plans to pay the rest as soon as the deal closes. Uh, Swipe will continue to operate as it does now, and Nuance has actually stipulated that its its executive must stay on for at least the next year in order to get the full $100 million plus million payout. Okay. So no idea of whether or not they're going to eliminate Swipe. No, but the CEO – it's currently Swipe is doing what it's doing, and people have to stay around for a year. So we've got at least a year. Okay. I like the Swipe keyboard. I use it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, it's it's pretty fast. Like, it's it's faster for me most of the time to use the Swipe keyboard than it is to use the actual physical keyboard. Yep, well, that's why he invented Swipe. Granted, I still like the physical keyboard for, you know, typing longer things. Yeah, and I I still want to keep it on future devices. Yeah. I went to Radio Shack to try to sell me a T-Mobile sidekick. I'm like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Well, it's got a physical keyboard. Yeah, so does my phone, which is sitting right next to it and is like $50 more. You want me to downgrade? (laughs) Craziness. So we should actually hit some of the topic, or beyond the topics. We did hit the topics. We're done with the topics. What's next? Um, uh, Warcraft! Our game, uh, Dave had the whole Warcraft series, up to World of Warcraft, mind you. And including. No, you have World of Warcraft as a separate... uh, Oh, okay. Well, I I have sunk a significant number of hours in there. Yeah. It's a whole different ballgame than the rest of the Warcraft series. Okay, so Warcraft series. Yeah, I I played a lot of it. I played a lot of Warcraft 2. Not as much Warcraft 3. I still haven't actually finished all of the campaign for Warcraft 3. You should finish the campaign for Warcraft 3, because the story is effing amazing. I know, and I put it on my Blizzard account, so I don't have to keep the... um, The disc. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, when it comes down to it, there are cheat codes for Warcraft 3. And then I can finally figure it out why people all wanted to go to the Frozen Throne. It's cold up there. Why are you going up there? Well, actually, it's not all that cold now that I'm up there and I bought that expansion. Uh, the first, uh, There are cold areas, but there's also, like, ancient crypts and this one area, which is, like, hot springs and volcanic. So it's more Iceland. Yes. Gotcha. There's also the Dragon Blight. The what? It's called the Dragon Blight. You know there were the five colors of dragons? Yeah, black. Because you, you were doing the Neff stuff? Yeah. Yeah, well, they all share a common ancestry, and there's a dragon graveyard where they all go to die. So it's kind of like that elephant graveyard yeah. place? Yeah, but it's also like a holy, quote-unquote, spot to the dragons. 
And so they all have their own little area, their own shrine there. Hmm. The quest line is awesome. Awesome. I do have to say, some of the quest lines in World of Warcraft were really great. Yeah. No, the quest lines, once you get to Northrend, are amazing. Granted, some of the quest lines in World of Warcraft... Stop talking about World of Warcraft. Warcraft, the series, not World. No, not World. There aren't really quest lines, but the missions and the campaign and the lore... I mean, it's a Blizzard game. What do you want? Yeah. It's laid the perfect groundwork for StarCraft and World of Warcraft. For StarCraft? Well, the the whole RTS... Oh, yeah. Look. Yeah, and feel. And how it was... Competing with Command and Conquer. Yeah, I was gonna. I was just about to ask which came first, Red Alert or Warcraft. Well, Red Alert wasn't the first Command and Conquer. No, I know, but sorry, uh, I think of just in my brain. Iberian Dawn. Let's see, Command and Conquer. Go look up World uh, Warcraft One. I'm already on the Command and Conquer page. Oh well, fine. Then I should look up Warcraft. Yeah. So Command and Conquer was 95. Yep. Warcraft Orcs and Humans was 94. Ha ha. Warcraft 2 was 95. Ooh. Warcraft 2 Expansion was 96. I, You know, I don't think I ever played the original Warcraft. It's not that good. Like, Warcraft 2 was just the epitome for it. Warcraft 3 was a perfect bridge between Warcraft 2 and World of Warcraft. World, right. Warcraft was, like, you have more complex games on your phone. Ah. It was revolutionary for its time. I mean, the RTS was just developing. Dune had just come out in not too long before that, which is kind of regarded as the first RTS. Um, and Blizzard just did a fantastic job. There was voice acting. There was really amazing stories. But Warcraft 2 was much better. Warcraft 3 was even better. And then WoW came out. Yeah, you know, looking at one of the pictures on Wikipedia, yeah. I think I might have played Warcraft at some point. Are you sure? Because scroll down and it looks very similar to Warcraft 2. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Warcraft 2 was so much fun, though, with, like, the the technology tree. Yeah, and the the ships and the towers and this, that, and the... Oh, so many different ways you could kick somebody's ass in that game. Yep. It had naval combat. Most RTSs just ignore water. It's impassable terrain. Yeah. Warcraft 2 had naval combat. See the world, they said. I'd rather be sailing. Yeah. Oh, the annoyances. Yay, Blizzard. Oh. God, I love the Warcraft. Mitch. Go play. You know what? It's too bad Warcraft 3 doesn't have a co-op mode, because I'd say let's go do that as soon as we finish. I'm going to get food as soon as we finish, because it's 5.30 right now. Okay, well, eat dinner and then play Warcraft 3. I'll play NCAA football first. I'm almost done with 09, and then I can start playing 010. 010. Fantastic, God. Andy. Stupid years. Yeah, I think I have 10. So when you start playing it, maybe we could do a... Uh, 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 Online Dynasty? Yeah, that. 09 has that as well. Okay, but it's probably not compatible with 10s. Probably not. Yeah, so we should do a, a group Dynasty. Do you not have 09? I don't know if I have 09, uh, but I'm pretty sure I have 10. I think you could get 09 for like 5 bucks right now, maybe 10. But I have 10. There. True. Why would I get 09? I have I don't 10. know. I got the old Madden games just to see what that was all about. Okay. That was a bad idea. Random topic. Random review. Oh, random review. Yes. Games that... by email.com. Yes. Which we, we've it... talked about on the show. I'm not yeah. letting Andy get a word in edgewise. We've talked about this <laughs> on the show because Andy yelled at me for taking my turn during the show. I'd like to point out, Andy, you've successfully prevented me from doing that because it is your turn in one, two, three games. I know. And so I'm just waiting for you to go so I can go. <laughs> It's the easiest way to <laughs> to stop people is just clog the road yourself. Well, it's also Brendan's turn in two games, it's Lammer's turn in two games, and it's Richard's turn in one game. Wait, I, I don't have that many games. Yeah, see, here's the funny thing. No one else starts these games. So I'm in every game because I'm the only one who starts them. Because I don't know other people's emails. Well, so- go find their emails. So this is the one gripe about games by email. There's no friends list slash address book. No, you have your profile, but it doesn't do much because it's just you. Yeah. 
To start a game, though, you, I mean, let's see, so it's, you go to the site, one click, uh, pick the number of players, so that's two clicks, style of game, three clicks, four, five, six, seven, in about ten clicks, you can start a game. Now, these games range from classic things like chess and checkers and tic-tac-toe and... Risk. Risk. To get to more complex things like risk and diplomacy and access and allies and reverse eye and checkers. Yeah. Sorry, I already said checkers. The the diplomacy, by the way, yeah, beats the snot out of uh, the the online one that you guys were doing. The online one that we do um, is manually in- entered. Yeah, yeah. This totally like if you ever want to play diplomacy, even if you have the board, you should get seven people with laptops and play it with this because it's got all the rules in there, so you don't have to figure out which supply cuts which, this set and the other thing, it all the has, complex rules. It's not even that it has the rules in it the map is there it's it's point and click you can have private chats with everyone so you can open up a private chat with someone and type what you need to type it's timed you can say you know you have to have your orders in in the next 12 hours it shows you all your units what the current orders are no one else will see your orders oh so you don't need to have a gm no well there goes the first half of my email address That's actually, everybody always thinks that the GM in my email stands for Gmail, but it's actually, I started it up for... I never thought of it as Gmail. Oh, but yeah, that's why the GM is in the beginning of my email. Yeah, so as soon as everyone puts in their orders, you get a huge list of everyone's orders, so it reduces cheating, because, come on, when when you played with the board, you know people would change their orders at last minute. Are you saying that you were one of those people? I actually didn't change my orders. I had two sets of orders. You sneaky little bastard. Uh, And there was another time where I performed an order that I actually just didn't write down. Yeah, when you play a game like that with me, I would not be offended if you actually asked to see my orders. <laughs> I was naive when I was young. I didn't realize how much of a bastard you were. Yeah, you should know better. I didn't do it often, and it was really only in diplomacy, and it was in those games where Phil and Eric like banded together as Turkey and Russia. Oh, and pull the juggernaut. And you're just like, and walk across the map. Juggernaut's good until the end game, but by that point, everybody else is like, okay, let's play something else. You yeah, guys like, win. we're done. You guys win. Whatever. No one cares. <laughs> So, games by email, really nice, really easy way you can maintain multiple games. As I said, as well as I kind of referenced, I am in one, two, three, four, five, six risk games, seven risk games, and two mergers games. Merger is, is a copy of Acquire. Yeah. Now, my major problem with this is the name is Games by Email. And there's really no email involved. No. The email you get says, hey, it's your turn in this game. Click this link. Go to the Games by Email webpage. Yep. So uh, there's no... Oh, come on. It's a, Who cares? It, it's better than games by coming to my webpage.com. <laughs> but still, it it's like saying, okay, this place, um, it's, it's a pizza delivery place, but we'll call you when you're uh, able to pick up your pizza. Yeah, but Andy, if the pizza's really, really well made... But still, when, you're, when you name your restaurant pizza delivery and, and you don't deliver... All you have to do is basically like pick up the phone. You don't actually have to travel out of your house. Okay, it's so like, my pizza... Hey, your my... pizza's ready. Press two for us to give it to you. But you still have to go to the website, no, which... Right, but that, it's... If you are in a business that has, you know, a whitelist... That could make it more difficult. Yes. I worked my way around it. But yeah, still, when how, it says games by... How do you work your way around it? I have my ways. I'm not going to announce them. Okay. I'm curious. I just go to the website at this point. I, I was very careful with it for the first week or so at work, and I'm like, you know what? Whatever. I've seen other people on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't help that... Um... 
Google is allowed as a whitelisted website, but um, nothing outside of Google. And Google, when you're in Gmail to download attachments, you have to have another website be whitelisted. Mm-hmm. So I have to go to Yahoo and then type in the whitelist, inf- like the information to ex- access anything outside of the whitelist. It's a whole kick and caboodle. Yeah. It's so annoying. Yep. Especially when I get stuck in a Google loop because um, Google's links go through Google first rather than going to the link. Yeah. So sometimes it, I click on a link and then it'll just take me back to Google.com. So annoying. Ugh. But yeah, games by email. Um, I'm always up for playing a game. Yeah. So um, People want to play. And it, the nice thing is, the other really nice thing is that because it's on the computer, you can have modified versions of these games. Like where, the airstrike version of Risk or the version of Risk where you can't see anybody else on the board. Right. Because you, you don't see the actual board. There's no common thing that you have to share between everyone. You can limit knowledge. Yeah. Which would actually be a really interesting version of diplomacy. Oh, it's called Gunboat. Okay. Well, there's the version of Gunboat where you're not allowed to communicate with anybody else you just see the common board mm-hmm. and there's another version of diplomacy where it's kind of like that version of risk where you can only see what's next to you yeah yeah i forgot what that one's called but the other I one where you don't actually a, talk to people cool is called gunboat okay oh and it, if you have any sort of programming inclination uh it comes with an api that he gives away for free you can actually make your own game nice very nice can anyone say pandemic <laughs> oh that'd be really nice so Andy, what i need you to do <laughs> Go learn JavaScript so you can write Pandemic for games by email. Hey, I'm learning right now how to work with radios and stuff. I forgot okay. how confusing electronics would be with AC circuits. Woo. So learning about de- uh, inductance and learning about um, resonance and phase shifting yep. and impedance and oh. Yeah, but probably no calc. Nope. Even it was not yet in this the basic level. Of it. That's probably in the later um, licenses. Okay. But this entry level, no. But we still have to know what they are and how they work together. All right. Anyways. Random topic? Random topic. This is why our random topic recaps are, like, so short. Because we get start talking about other stuff. and yeah. then. Okay, random topic. Go. Um, is any of your K-12 through artwork still on display at your parents' house? If I... so... I forgot to write down the rest of it. Um, so if so, what? what? <laughs> I don't have any K-12 through art. What? I got rid of it all, personally. What? What? You got rid of your childhood art? Yes. Why? Because I hated it. What? However, I do have uh, stuff from post-12, which is to say, like, 12 plus one and a half. Uh, my photo stuff, some of that's still hanging in my parents'. But you got rid of your older stuff? Yeah. I didn't have much of my older stuff. It was all garbage anyways. Well, um, I know of some of the stuff I did in elementary school with uh, clays and ceramics. It was a great one I did um, where we had to do, uh, I think it was like an animal theme or something like that. And so I did a whale, but I did a whale half submerged on the base. And so it had the big like whale front and it had a little tail. And then I put a little yellow bird on the top of the whale. I don't know why I put a little yellow bird on the top of the whale, but that's still at my parents' house. A bunch of my ceramics and stuff from 4-H is still at my parents' house. I know that's somewhere there. Yeah, we were uh, into 4-H when we were in school. And so I think a couple of my woodworking projects are still at my parents' house. I got my really nice um, bookshelf, though. That sucker was mine. My parents took it, but then I took it back. Nice. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I have any art from before college. I remember at some point I did a splatter painting in elementary school that was actually bought by CCX for like five bucks, which okay. when you're in elementary school, they're like, hey, She's like so much. But yeah. Yeah, okay. That one, I think my mom was actually pissed that I got rid of by <laughs> selling. So, yeah. I might redo it at some point. I know I tried to redo something similar to it, but it was more complex and it was a little confusing. But it was very simple. It was a blue background, white splatter paint, and it had an outline of a skier. So it looked like it was a skier was cross-country skiing through some sort of, like, snowstorm at night. So you could you could see him a little bit, but then not. 
It's really neat. I liked it. Man, I should have kept that one. But that's about it. I didn't really do any much art in high school. Yeah, I didn't either. All the art and stuff I did in high school was all graphics-based. So that was all TV I, stuff. I and photography after high school. I know Kate's actually got some of, well, one of my things from my graphic comm class in high school here. It's a picture of the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, done on a single frame of me. Isn't that the one I did of you? No, I, I did that similarly back in high school. Okay. The camera, because I was like, oh my god, I can take multiple pictures on a single frame? So cool. Yeah. And of course, it's the first thing I decided to do, and then Miss Kimmy thought it was great, and so she took it and kept it, and so I made a copy. Uh-huh. But yeah, I think that's about all of the... I'm not sure what else other artwork I have. There's stuff in my parents' house that I... When I drew on the wall in my room, that's still there. I took a pencil and I drew some weird-looking fish thing on my wall underneath my light switch in my room. And that is most definitely still there. So, I don't know if you can call that art. It's more graffiti, but hey. Whatever floats your boat. And Banky has got lots of graffiti that's considered art. So, hey, whatever. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, yeah, what, I, that's I really what I got. Andy's got way more than I do, evidently. You have a sad childhood, then. It, most of it was spent on the computer. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. Andy, go get food.